Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and sometimes we also talk about saying goodbye to dear friends. And that is what today's episode is. I went over to my friend Dana Swanson's place and recorded an episode while we packed her stuff. And I wanted to do something a little different and something special because on episode three of the Needless Things podcast, which you can find on Podbean and Stitcher and iTunes and everywhere else you find podcasts, I interviewed Peep Peep and Miss Lady Flex from Lasexoflex. So we covered Lasexoflex in that way. Uh, episode 100 of the show was a straight up interview with Dana. So we, we kind of covered those bases and I wanted to do something a little, a little different and kind of fun. And I figured that the best way to get just a conversation that could go anywhere and any when was to just, you know, when you get together, when you're helping somebody pack, when you're doing stuff, whatever comes out, comes out and you just talk and that's what we got. That's what we recorded. And some of it's silly. Some of it's fun, some of it's informative, and some of it gets pretty deep. Uh, we discuss some some uh, some things that have been going on in her life, and it's uh, it, it's quite an episode, you guys. And it's it's no less than what you'd expect from as as luminous and interesting a person as Dana is. And and if you've seen us perform, then you know that. But this this is a this is a special episode for me, and I'm really excited that we were able to make it happen because she's, you know, for, for weeks and weeks now, this has been going down. So for, you know, her to make time is a little difficult for, for a one, you know, she's been getting out performing, uh, having going away parties and to have time to just talk. Well, the whole packing thing really, I think is what made it happen because I made a mountain of boxes in that place. You guys, that was pretty impressive. Uh, so anyway, before we get to that, before we get to our, our farewell to Dana, good luck in LA. Uh, I want to talk about something at work. Cause I, I complain about my job a lot. Well, I, I feel like I complain about it a lot and a good thing happened or it worked out to be a good thing i got a call on monday this is actually i was driving home from the interview with dana or, or from the interview from hanging out we did we did more than just that we we did a couple other things we ran over to william street to adult swim uh, but anyway on the way home uh i got a call from work which is never good like they're never calling to say Hey, buddy, we figured out we owe you $500,000 in back pay, so we're going to just send it to you right now. Direct deposit. Enjoy. Like, that's never a phone call you're going to get. Uh, it was a phone call telling me that they needed somebody to cover the day shift uh, the next day, and I always say no. No, 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 not interested, no. Uh, because, yes, overtime money is great. But I'm going to be making money in some form or another for the rest of my life. I will never 
get that time back. And when I go in and work an extra shift, we're talking about not only the 14 hours of me driving there, working, getting back home that's gone from my life. We're also talking about the night before because if you're going to work an extra shift, you know, normally I'm up till two or three in the morning and that's going to bed at nine. So there's a massive chunk of my time that is just gone and I'll never get it back. Uh, so I would rather have my time than their money. You know, I want my regular salary, what, what I've committed to work. I, that is, you know, we, we've got a contract and I've agreed that that much of my time is worth that much of their money. But beyond that, I'd rather have my time. But if they can't cover a shift, I go in. Because, I mean, that, I feel responsible to that point. Uh, so they call back later on and they say, hey, we, we really can't cover it. Uh, I'm sorry, we, we have no other options. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll be there in the morning. However, tell the boss that if I cannot work on Thursday, that would be extremely helpful to me. I realize it's probably unlikely, but, you know, why, why not ask? You know, the worst thing they're going to say is, yeah, you're working Thursday. We couldn't cover anything. Uh, So I I threw it out there because I figured, why not? I've been there 13 years now, almost 14 years now. And uh, I I think maybe I've got a little leeway just to ask for something like that. Uh, So I did. Got in the next morning, opened up the work schedule. And sure enough, they had coverage on Thursday and I didn't have to work today, Uh, which is great because I'll tell you right now, if every single week I could work either Monday or Tuesday instead of Thursday and get a nice four-day weekend, I'll do it every time. So now I've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. I don't have to go back till Monday night. So I've I, this is like huge. This is fantastic. Uh, so really working that day worked out really well for me. And I will uh, credit to them for going to that little bit of extra effort to get coverage so I could be off today. So there you go. There's a good thing about my job. And look, there are other good things about my job, and I've been trying to keep a brighter perspective about it lately just so I can get through. And it's working out. I'm trying to look at the good instead of focusing on the bad. And uh, my brain is is going along with it for now. All right. uh, one, One thing I want to talk about before we get to the uh, packing with Dana portion of the episode, which, by the way, includes moving around boxes, uh, some really nice packing tape rips from time to time. But it's all, to me, that's all part of the experience of this episode. And it doesn't detract from it at all. It's it's there. It's, it's very atmospheric. It's fine. Uh, it, it's not like they aren't supposed to be there. So it's all just part of what this episode is and the concept that we were going for. But, uh, so I met, I first met Dana in October of 2012 at a Lasexoflex show. And we talk about this in the episode, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. Uh, and we, we got along because I'm a nice guy and she's a funny lady. And, uh, we ended up doing three different game. Well, I'm sorry, two different game shows together. Uh, even though they were kind of the same game show, uh, whose F it is, whose F is it anyway, was the one at the beginning. Then we did the dirty, dirty con con game, game show show together. Uh, we did a Christmas Carol to get together, uh, lot, lots of stuff, lots of really fun stuff that we, we wrote, we worked on, uh, we shared hours and hours and hours 
of great creative energy together. Uh, and I learned so much from her, and we discussed that in the episode as well. So, so that's you know, stay tuned. Uh, but just really had some great times together, and and never never argued. Really, uh, we we communicated, and we had differences of opinion from time to time, but uh, we we never got to a point where one of us was was absolutely certain the other one was wrong about something and that was the end of it like we we never got into big creative conflicts or anything it was a pretty uh mellow collaboration and there were you know there were times when somebody had an idea that just wasn't great but then there was always an alternative like oh okay well hey what if we do this or what if we fold this into this uh, i was it was really amazing collaborative experience that uh, i'll never forget for the rest of my life wonderful times and and this is there's there's a a sort of haze of melancholy over this episode but i mean she's she's just going to la i mean i i at some point in the future i will see her again i might even end up working with her again but uh it was it was definitely kind of heavy uh saying saying goodbye seeing seeing a, a good friend and a uh mentor heading for the other side of the country uh, another thing that's been tough is growing my beard back. So I mentioned last week that I had shaved my entire face in order to look the way I thought I should look for the upcoming film Joe Striker, and it's growing back in. I'm to the point now today where I feel like I look acceptable again. Like I wouldn't stay like this. Like I'm not going to keep my beard trimmed to where it is now. But I can look in the mirror without going, uh, which is nice because I, I there was a hole for about three or four days. I was in real like sexual predator territory, and it was it was bad. It was a bad look. But now I'm I'm past that, and I'm into like Thor forgot to shave territory. And I'm not trying to say I'm as attractive as Chris Hemsworth. I'm just saying aesthetically, that's kind of what's going on with with the length and uh uh density of my face hair so we're i'm I'm in recovery everything's going to be okay and leading from one movie into the other movie uh troublemaker i I cannot remember last week if if i knew this troublemaker the documentary by our friend jason c wilson about uh, a year plus in my life is completely done it is being submitted to film festivals now. We already have a couple of ideas of where it might be shown uh, other than film festivals. The trailer is up. You can look up uh, Troublemaker Movie by Duck's Paw Productions. You Google that. You can find a trailer for it that I absolutely love. The music for the movie is fantastic. Uh, the music was composed and performed by Jason's son. Uh, sons, I think both of them uh, had a part in it, and it's amazing like i would absolutely buy the score for troublemaker on vinyl if i had the opportunity and if i don't have the opportunity i want digital files because i i love i'm in love with this music and it's not anything i ever would have been like oh that's what i want that to sound like but it's jason had a concept in his head for what thematically worked with the content of the movie and man he was right i i was i was i was in tears from just how beautiful this music is so super excited about troublemaker lots going on with that 
we will be doing a photo shoot for the movie poster sometime soon but i told uh, wilson i called jason wilson wilson sends me a text and he's like hey we need to do photos for the movie poster uh it's soon and i said well it's gonna be at least two weeks and he's like what and i was like i have to wait for my beard to grow back in he's like we're gonna do it with the mask does it matter and i was like have you seen me like one of the trademarks of the troublemaker mask is the protruding beard it was it was a moment of confusion for me and i think for him as well so uh, the beard's coming back in and now there's like stuff relying on the beard coming back in it's it's important it needs to happen so so beard get on it i need to rub some some kind of uh product into my jaw to get this thing going this horse shampoo isn't that isn't that what uh makes hair grow faster or is that mane and tail do they have cheek and jaw that I can put on? I don't know. Anyway, uh, this episode is a, a special one. It's going to be retroactively one of my favorites. Like, look, not retroactively, but like when I look back on it in the future, I know I can tell just from listening to, to what we recorded. This is going to be one of the ones that I'm like, I that's that's on my list. Like when somebody asks for a list of great episodes, this is one of them uh, because it's awesome. Dana's awesome. Uh, we had a great time talking, and she's going to go to L.A. now and do big, awesome, amazing, interesting things, and that's great. So uh, you guys sit back. Uh, maybe you have things of your own to pack. If you listened to an episode about packing, well, it's not about packing, but where packing is happening while you're packing, uh, I, I hope somebody out there is packing while they listen to this episode. If you are, uh, shoot me an email at phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com or uh, join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group and put up a picture of yourself packing while listening to our episode while we're packing. two toenail clippers, two fingernail clippers because I ordered new ones because I felt like my old ones weren't quite getting, like, they were just getting dull. Yeah. You know, you can only keep those things for 30, 40 years before they're going to be anymore. Yeah. But I got the new ones and used them, didn't really care for them. 
So now I have the new ones that I don't like and the old ones that aren't working. And now I have to commit to getting a third one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once I have that, I'm going to have three. Well, you got to get rid of the ones that don't work. But but they work better than the new ones. Oh my but I can't God. just throw, I can't just throw out the new ones because they're new. It's all new. And you can't return anything to Amazon because of course I ordered them from Amazon because they came in a set. Oh yeah. That was, that was a bargain. So now it was a better deal. So I um I I've been having some going away events and last night I brought all of my beauty products that I couldn't. Like, because you can't donate beauty products very easily. Like, I've called around to shelters before, and they get kind of like, well, what are you trying to donate? I don't want your shit. Like, they can kind of be specific about it because sure. they're just like, oh, we don't have room for this. Like, give yeah. us something useful. So, um, instead, I just sort of took all my leftover, like, bath stuff, hair stuff, nail clippers, like, all that, and just laid them out on the shelf. <laughs> and I was like, everybody just take something. And it was great. People were like, I got this nail polish from Bover. Like, they were so excited. I had way too many headbands. So it was just like, it was a bevy of headbands. Um, finally, somebody showed up who had red hair. I had this giant thing of red, red hair shampoo. that I'm like, it's a pump. It's going to leak. Somebody oh, yeah. Please That's take not going to travel well. No. So, like, I was really happy that that went to a person. Like, it's nice. It feels like uh, it's reverse prices, right? When you're like, yeah, look, I'm watching all these people win. Like, it's, it's cool. So, you get to take it home, and you don't have to guess the price. I know it's the amazing. price is the price is free for you. I probably paid too much for it, um, but you, like you, yeah, there's stuff you hold on to because you sunk a lot of money into it. But sinking the money into it was part of the experience of buying it. You know, of yeah. like, well, I did that, and then you can kind of say, that's final. Don't worry about the whole because like you're, you're going to have other times where you don't sink a lot of money into something that's great for you. So. Let it balance out, everybody. I want to show you this. This is, uh, just have you read that out loud. The coffee bean tea leaf, oh, enemas. Yeah, yeah. And I see that our little symbols on this, uh, this is a sticker mm -hmm. that one uses for advertising. Mm -hmm. There's a coffee bean, uh -huh. a tea leaf, uh -huh. and a uh, little enema bulb. Yep. So this is your one-stop shop uh -huh. for getting, wait, do they, so it's a, there's a sketch, I feel like I've just connected this. Yeah, there's a sketch group, um, I think they're called Loose Meat, and they, uh, they used to do stuff at my friend Stoney's place in Highland Park called Highland Park TV, and that was like, I think this is Stoney's favorite sketch, which oh, is okay. coffee bean and tea leaf and enemas. And it was, I mean, they, those guys are fucked up. Like they, they, with like, they was, it was a, a restaurant where like they sort of set up a coffee beans, but like, coffee, tea. So somebody ordered coffee, somebody ordered tea. And then someone ordered enema and they would do an enema and it like, like live enema. Because I mean, I guess people just are like, how far can we stretch comedy this far? That's, that's so pretty far. I won't ever watch it, but I love the sticker. Like, I love... It's fantastic I love, they have a logo. It, yeah, it's just because it's sort of also just surprised. Like, I think that the the concept is brilliant. I never want to watch it. What? Here's Here are the two things I'm trying to And also, right wait, now. maybe they didn't do live enemas. Maybe I made that part up. Cause, I don't, but, but I do remember Stoney saying something about that. There was something that made me not want to watch it. And I thought it was... These guys are so balls out that they did live enemas. I... So... First, I thought this was a legit establishment. <laughs> when, you me, when you showed me that sticker. Nice. Just, oh, that's fun. 
Well, I feel like the 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 services and the world and the way things like all the the home source yeah. organic and it it did not stretch credibility to think that this could be a thing. Yeah. And then I wondered, are they giving you regular enemas or are they giving you like coffee and tea enemas? I don't know. But then sketch comedy, okay, good yep. enough. Yep. Now good my enough. now my thought is if I was somewhere yeah. for some sketch comedy and they're doing that. What would my response have been? Oh yeah, not so knowing, not knowing that. Like I would have. I, I I would like to think I would have just laughed until I cried uh, and not been overly horrified. God. But it would depend on the setting. It would yeah. depend on what I had gotten from the people doing it. Like yeah. how. Because they do it, like, the, the way that they used to run was it was a 90s television studio. Like, it was a three-camera 90s SD studio. They would feed into an HDMI. Like, they feed into an editing station and run through an HDMI cable and then put it out on, like, Periscope. And they have, like, stuff they edited for YouTube. So everything has that crazy, it was a video toast. Like, everything has that crazy edited, affected feel to it. Um... But it's just that it's now as people now doing stuff. So, so there's like this odd thing because you don't have the etiquette of like, can I laugh? Like, can I laugh because am I blowing the sketch? Or like, because oh, if you right. laugh, there's like one or two people laughing, and then the rest of people are like, well, I don't know if I can laugh. So it's like this odd thing where you kind of hold it in, and then at the end you're like, ah, that was funny. But you don't get that same feeling of like I'm watching this live and it's and I can laugh and this is funny. Like it's like okay, they got their take, and now I'm laughing. Where I go, like, where it's a full piece. Like, I did, I, would, I, did, I did two things over there. Um, Siobhan, aka Princess Genius, and I did one called Night Secrets that was uh, typical teens just reading from their diaries. It was very fun. Um, and then I did one called America, This Is You, where I was wearing, I love, like, um, what is called performance artwear, which is, like, you pick a color and you just go with that color and you see what happens. So I was just wearing nudes. And I, was shop- I knew I was in LA and I was like shopping around all week and he'd be like, I gotta find the right nudes. Like I was wasting so much time on it. I bought a, I bought a, a gluten-free cake, nudes, and then I, I came out and I sang uh, the America's Funniest Home Videos theme song as like a pretentious <laughs> performance artist. Sure. And then it was uh, naming off cities and like smashing uh, cake on different parts of my body and it was... Uh, I have like one friend. It's like America. This is you. It's fucking brilliant. Everybody else is like, I don't know what that is. Why did you do that? I did it because it's fun. <laughs> I do this shit because it's fun. Well, that's why you do anything, though, right? Mm-hmm. Is like this. This is going to entertain me, yep. and if it entertains other people too, yeah, then that's like double win. Totally, totally. So, yeah, like that was. Uh, and like, oh, the worst part was there was this, this woman afterwards, like. So I put everything on a tarp, and like I was kind of trying to contain the mess. Yeah. And she just kept going, "You got it everywhere," like trying to shame me right, and like right. staring up at me, going, "Like you better not move. You got it everywhere." Oh my gosh. And like I'm like, are you trying to just like embarrass me right now? Because I thought it okay. And then they had like this whole food sketch they did afterwards, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck right off, lady. Like fuck right off, please. Maybe that was her own little personal performance mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't even mean it. She was just like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this is my contribution to your yeah 
event. Yeah, like you just like it was like the cameras are off, but you're just what are you doing? Are you making me feel That's terrible? Bizarre. It was really bizarre, and like it really it sat with me for a long time. This is like a feeling you don't want to have, like right after you get off stage. It's like yeah. you did that wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone telling you that anything went wrong is just like no, even if something goes wrong, you're like no, it was great. And then at the and then like afterwards, you can be like, hey, by the way, maybe when you like I had I did a burlesque performance where it's it's, it's illegal to show your butt crack. So um, I did a burlesque performance recently where like I had rehearsed everything other than taking off. I had like a pair of underwear on over a thong. So I'd rehearsed everything other than that. And I almost took off both of them at the same time. And so like I had like I had a, a like a little slip up and like like the, the thong kind of peaked a little. So I think, I think there was a little bit of a peak and people noticed it, but they were like, it's fine, we'll let it go. But I had butt ass written on my butt, so I was like, I'm hoping everybody just appreciates my butt ass. <laughs> You know, it was, just, it was today's special, so... It's, it's funny how, no matter how mm-hmm. good you feel about something, no matter how well something went, one little thing, especially if it comes from someone else, yeah. can just taint the whole thing. Totally, totally, where you're like, what? this was going great, like, why are you making me feel like you do? Right, uh, like, I can do that on my own. I don't, yeah. need, I don't need your help yeah. to, to feel badly about things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I had that with a spot where, I guess, like, the end page, um, was Oh, sort of I was like, supposed to bring the little screwdriver. Oh, that's okay. Um, I just realized that this knife was not properly washed, and I don't know if that's my fault, or the dishwasher, or what happened there. So, I'm gonna see, let's see if we can get this open. So, right now, uh, podcast listeners, we're trying to open... Yeah, this is this episode is packing with Dana. This is well, like I, I'm trying to ship my card today, and they haven't called me, so I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Um, well, just so, ship my card sounds like a ship nightmare. Ship my car. I know I'm doing it through a company called Mister Car Shipper, so that should just tell you how legit everything is. Um, well, this is bullshit. Surely there's a. Surely there's a person that could do this for me because I am having trouble. So I'm trying to replace a car battery or a, a battery on my car key. So I have a car key for for them. Okay, so you've got a little notch right there. Yeah, do I just notch? You know what you, you know what you need. What do I need? You need a tiny screwdriver. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I have like a big screwdriver. I don't have a teener. Oh, uh, that's like. That's yeah. not actually metal. That's not going to work because mm-hmm. your little wing here is the perfect size. I know. It's going to break. But that would, yeah, that's absolutely what would would break that wing again. I would re-break that poor With wing. tiny key can fit in there. Yeah. I have some needles. Maybe a needle? A needle. Yeah. Actually, yeah. A needle because it's bendy. Yeah. All right. So is the this reason... Good? Is this good radio yet? Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, Everyone's going to love this. Great. Oh, look at this. We're really getting this some insight I think this into, could work. I think you're right. Bring mm-hmm. some insight into mm-hmm. the process right now. Yeah. Uh, so why why are we packing with Dana? Oh, because I'm moving to LA. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Atlanta. Gotta go. How how did this happen? Well, um, I uh, was in a 12 year uh, partnership that is that had dissolved, um, and uh, I just didn't really. I've always wanted to live out in LA. I've always wanted to try it at least for a year and see how that happened for me. Um, and uh, without, 
Like he definitely didn't, he didn't want to go ever. So like he didn't want to live there, which is totally fine. You know, you do you, but, uh, without, without that, I kind of was like, well, I can kind of see what it's like to be out there. And originally I was like trying to keep my job and trying to keep a couple things the same. And then that all sort of fell apart. So, uh, the only thing that's the same from Dana at the beginning of September to Dana now is that I still do voiceover for Toonami. Everything else is very different. Wow. So yeah, so I had to leave my job, uh, which I was a uh, senior writer producer for Adult Swim doing commercials and promos because um, it was just not feasible for me to be able to do it out there according to AT&T, which is fine. Sure. Um, but yeah, like uh, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing out there. I just know I'm going to be having a great time. Well, you are going to be having a great yeah, time. Did it this come is what out? You do. Did we get it? We're good. No, no, no. Oh, you. Oh, oh, oh thought, no, no. I, didn't. I thought you meant the story. No, 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 no. Did so. No, didn't, but we're no. not. We're not giving up on this battery. Though. Okay, so we're trying to get this battery out. Still, it's so okay. So wouldn't. No, that thing is isn't. Uh, what about this? It thing? bent. Oh, okay. I bent it back, but it's not. Do you want some needles? Enough. No, because those are going to bend too. Do you want a knife? This. Do you want like a paring knife? Maybe a paring knife. Maybe a paring knife. I don't want you to hurt yourself. Anything that's really tiny and. Uh, Firm. Yeah, my uh, like butter knife is too thick. Oh, hey. You got it? I got it. Hey! Alright, let's put it in my... This is this is the most successful thing that's ever happened Thank on the Needless Things podcast. Yeah, and um, if there's anything I've learned in the past couple months, it's don't be afraid to ask for help and delegate. And this is definitely yeah, I one bet. of those times where I just asked Dave to help me with this battery. <laughs> oh, wait, is this the same battery? Is this the... No, that's that's the old one. Oh, this is too fucking oh, thick. No. Okay. That's okay. I'll, um... I guess... Just jam it in there. It'll be fine. Yeah. I guess I'll just get some different ones. So, I've got to go to batteries and bulbs anyway. Well, there you go. Just and take that so one with you. I have to recycle shit, and I'll just take that, and that's fine. So, there we go. Okay, well... Thought I had the same battery. Guess I don't. It's okay, everybody. But guess what? We wow. have one one thing is checked off the list. One thing. Got the battery out. Putting another battery in. Put TBB, baby. It's going to be just fine. So you're going to LA. Going to LA. You've, you've been going to LA yes. and scoping it out. Yes. And I've, um, I've worked there for probably like nine years. Right. You've been going back and forth for yeah. a long time. Right. Yeah, like like some years have been almost by coastal, um, but uh, yeah, I so I, I know people, I have friends, I have things I like about it. Uh, I have uh, I have air mattresses to stay on, so I will be okay. So that's pretty exciting. But I mean, it's like generations of of people mm -hmm. have have done this. Yeah, I think with less uh, leverage and skill. Yeah, oh, really? Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, there's, there's. I, I feel like I have. Um, well, like skill is real questionable, Dave. But um, <laughs> I've got. I definitely. I mean, I know. I know people. I know experiences. Um, I may just like. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go to the park all day and see what happens. But uh, I've been selling a condo too. So that sounds horrible. Fucking stressful. Don't ever do it. Like don't. You can buy a home. Just don't ever sell it. <laughs> Because this is the worst feeling. I hate this so much. I hate selling this place. It sucks. It's so exhausting. Um, I'm also exhausted. So I got up at 3 a.m. and just started packing and then tried to get back to sleep. 
Well, you've been doing a mm-hmm. billion things because mm-hmm. my, my admiration is that you haven't just cocooned and taken care. Like, you've actually been seeing people and yeah. getting things in. And like, Do you want to... Are there things we can pack while we talk? Oh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I've got these cat toys. Um, we really need to pack the cat toys. I've got to pack these cat items. Yeah, I've got a pill popper. Actually, I'm going to say i got to pull out one of these syringes for the next time I see them. But, um, yeah. but yeah, you've you've actually been like sort of doing the the farewell tour. Yeah, and this is my farewell tour. Yeah, this is part of it. Like I kind of gave myself enough time to do that. And like, there's definitely people that I realized like, oh, I didn't invite them to this thing, or I forgot, or I just kind of ran out of time, or whatever. Like, and so that sucks um, because I would have liked to have seen seen certain people that I just didn't. You know, you just you, you seriously run out of mental energy. Yeah. And so yeah, that yeah. would be like, oh, I was like texting people on this day to come here, and then I forgot. Like there are people I just straight up was like had just stopped texting. Was like, oh, I'll tell them, and then I just forgot. So sorry, everybody. Well, I think that happens even in just regular day to day life yeah. without the insane chaos. Yeah. That you're going through right now. Like yeah. I, I definitely think about all the times I've had like. An event or something I've been planning to do, oh my and God. forgotten that one person who won't yes. use Facebook. Yes. Like that, and, and look, I respect people who won't use Facebook, mm-hmm. but you you are making yourself. You're killing me. There's no Facebook. Extra, well, it's that yeah. extra step. Yep. And I think you have to know you're the extra step that may get overlooked. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to do everything on text, and so then it was harder just to, because I was just like copy and paste this text message and be like, oh, hey, come to this thing, it's fine. Um, so uh, right now, yeah, packing up some cat items. Um, I'm going to need more tape, guys. It's going to get real. Um very interesting radio hearing boxes and things go. The sound of packing tape is yeah. gonna be pretty exciting. Oh wait, oh, yeah. it's a little oh wait, that one might be out. I was gonna Oh yeah, this is a little more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kinda like, let's just yeah, yeah. exhaust it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, need to get more packing tape. We'll, we'll take it down to the uh What are we recording on? Cardboard. What mic do you have here? Uh I've just got my my little portable recorder that I record everything with. How long do you have that? I have a no, uh, that one I've had for a year. Mm-hmm. I had the model prior to it. I went too long on the tape. It's okay. Uh, the model prior to that it's one, I had <laughs> uh, for several years. Wow. Recorded panels, recorded interviews like this, recorded everything until at DragonCon, uh, I had it in the top pocket of my speed suit. Mm-hmm. Went to the bathroom, and I think you can probably see where the story is going. Oh no! Unzipped the, su- the speed suit, pulled the the sleeve. You know how those work. Pulled the sleeve yeah, over the shoulder. Uh huh. What am I handing? Tape. Do you know where that? Oh, the tape again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it just went plunk. Oh my god! And fortunately, I was able to get the recordings. Yeah. Off of it, but it just sort of stopped working. So we're gonna Buddy, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, but you have this new one. You have a new one. And it's great. And I don't have like a, a snowball or a blue ball or whatever the podcasters use that costs like 200 bucks. Yeah, I don't, you know what? I have this Yeti and I don't know if I'm Yeti. crazy about it. That's the one. This is right has. there. I've got that Yeti. 
It's so I I don't find those necessary. No, I I use this thing mm-hmm. every once in a while. Um, well, it used the only problem I ever had is when there's like an air conditioning unit running. Uh, like when I went down to Dad's to talk to John. Yeah, we went into the uh, the theater to talk. Yeah, the and nice it, open theater. It was well. But it, but it was great. It actually sounded really good. Oh yeah. But then the air conditioning kicked in in the back, and there was this. Oh no! But it was still you could still hear the conversation. Yeah. And, and see, even if you had the fancy podcasting microphone, that still would have happened. Yeah. So that's not this thing. That's just whatever. Oh, I had all more cat shit. I could have put in that box. So we. We did a game show. Yes, we did. For several years. Yes, we did. We had a lot of fun. It was so much fun. We, because I, I was actually trying to remember, I did an interview uh, a couple weeks ago with somebody just talking to me about all the stuff I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, how did the game show happen? And I was actually trying to remember how you and I first started, like, talking, uh-huh. like, just friendly talking as opposed to, like, hey, I like with sex and flex yeah, talking. Because I can't remember what that We did a talk, like, um, I, you came to see us at a show. It was, like, my first show after having brain surgery, so it was, like, a very, like... It was the one at Mary's, right? Yeah, yeah it was, that was Mary's. I can't believe, I, like, look back at that time, I'm like, I cannot believe I was cognizant enough to do that show. Um, so I did a show... We chatted, you did a um, podcast with, um, you interviewed Peep Peep and I, which was very fun. So that was it though, there wasn't any other, because that's what I was thinking was that was kind of just it. Yeah. And from, from there, I guess the next step was, hey, you want to do a dirty yeah, game show Yeah, but we just kind of kept in touch, like, because you, oh, you came to see the final Sex Effect show. Yes, um, yes. And so I think it was just sort of like, you know, we were just, I'd see you around, and um, and I think like, and I actually told somebody this story recently. Um, but I think it was just because you asked. Yeah. You know, like I liked you, and you asked, and I said, yeah, like it was just that thing of you just never know what somebody's going to be interested in until you ask. It doesn't matter how well you know them. Because um, I knew you, I knew you some. It wasn't like you weren't a random. Yeah, I wasn't were, a complete stranger. Yeah, you were a person that I liked, so. I mean, that already, and I think that is honestly, working with people, that's honestly such a big part of it. So you just have to like who you're working with, and then it's easy. So I knew you, I liked you, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. That's cool. Like, it was just, it made, like, oh, yeah, that, that could be interesting. Like, I like you, I like the project. Okay. So what, what the shit? Is this, like, sushi flake? What the hell? Oh, what have you got? What, what is it? I'm curious Here, you're moving yeah. from one box to another That's box. not... I'm going to throw that out. I this don't. is a very exotic looking... Uh, is this a condiment? I maybe? think it's like... I think it's it's just seaweed you put on... It's seaweed you put on top of things. It's a seaweed flake <laughs> topping, well, I it, believe. Anori Co. Yeah, it was in with my cat stuff, so it was in the wrong box. Maybe that, well, maybe not. The cats might love this. Mm-hmm. It's good on sushi rolls, soup, salads, yakisoba, mm-hmm. and uh, okonomiyaki. Great, wow. Are you from Japan? <laughs> you, you think so? Yeah. With that spot on, that it's accent great. was. Uh, so, so yeah, that was, it was, and I think the important thing there is mm-hmm. don't be scared to just talk to people yeah. and suggest things. 
Yeah. Just be like, hey, how does this sound? Because yeah, worst case scenario was probably you saying, well, I'm not really interested, but if you're going to do it, here's an idea, or maybe yeah. I know somebody who would. Yeah, right? or you're, yeah, here's a person that can help right. you. Right. So it's like, it doesn't hurt to ask. And, um, yeah, like I think always, always ask, like always approach people, especially if you have something you think is a good idea, because it probably is a good idea. Um, I mean, there's also a lot of shit that's terrible ideas. Are there, are there terrible ideas, or is there just terrible execution? Of a, of a potentially good idea. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I think, um, I think both. I think there could be a terrible idea executed well. I think there could be, um, I think there could be a great idea executed poorly. And I think it's just all in. It's there's it, like it's that whole like one percent inspiration, ninety nine percent perspiration. Right, right. Uh, really rings true. So. I mean, you can have a great idea, but it can it can go sideways so easily, so easily. Yeah. And you can have a shitty idea, and the people can still be like, "Well, you did that thing," and you're like, "We sure did." And there was glitter. Like you can. Well, and that's the important part is doing it. Yeah, just doing is, it is just doing it, and even I think even a completely failed thing you're, you're yeah. learning from. Oh yeah, even if something totally flops, if you absolutely learn from it. But I forgot this cat toothbrush. Okay. How are you going to brush their teeth? How they, I never brush their teeth. They both have terrible dental problems. Um, <laughs> well, you know why? Bad it's because your cat toothbrush is still in the packaging. It's still in the packaging. No, I'm taking it out before it's there to protect it. Oh, my babies. I miss them. I bet that we are. Where, where are Joel and Forrester? So um, so here's a fun fact. For, this is, we're going to get into just selling condos right now. Um, oh, sure. If you are ever selling a home condo, what have you, uh, don't have your animals in there because <laughs> people don't like it. So for we oh. put the place in the market in October and the cats were here and so it was like a whole thing of like, okay, Joel may pee, he may puke, he may do something because he's just unpredictable. So And then also it's like people coming in and there's cats here and they could open that door and Joel could get in like or Forrester could get in. Like, Forrester doesn't do much in there, but... Joel's just a revenge pisser, and he's also a puker. He's he's really good with bodily fluids getting everywhere. So oh. it was just like like that was part of it. Was like okay, we're gonna have to clean up right before something happens if somebody goes in. So that's part of it. Then other people are just like, I just don't want to see your pets. Like I can't imagine living in a place if there's animals there. You know? Yeah, and there are people who are are like aggressively. Uh, that was. An exciting, yeah, that was an exciting. That was better than the tape noise, I think. Ooh, yeah. But there are people who are like aggressively anti. Like, why would you let an animal live indoors with you? As a matter of fact, I work with somebody who who there who uh, we we're having a conversation about dogs once, and the way I was raised is you you know your dogs kind of part of the family. Yeah. They're indoors with you. You hang out. I think that's very common. Yeah. And uh, but if you're maybe more rural. Then you have dogs, and they just live out in the yard and run around, and yep. maybe every once in a while you go say hi to them. And that's that's, my, that's how my mom was raised with cats. She had some. She lived in a farm, and she had something like a hundred cats, something bonkers like that. And they each had like one cat that I think was allowed to be special that was occasionally led in the house. Um, but she was used to just like the farm cat situation. Yeah, yeah, um, and that and it's and it's just different. Yeah. Different ways people are brought up or whatever, but yeah, some people are, are some people are just brought up wrong, so you know. It's like, true. It's 
true. And, but then some people have to filter cats on a farm. Yeah, I just gotta like figure out what they want to do with it. All right, I'm gonna start labeling things so I don't forget. Uh, like these are cat toys, right, Dave? Yes. Okay, cat toys. Those are the cat toys. Okay, and, and there should be some masking tape in that box. There is. Box. Can you hand me that? I can. So this is or cat stuff. We'll say cat stuff. So we did the game show for several years. Yes. Had much yes. fun doing that. Um, I learned at really everything about performing. Really? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Really? Because I mean, at that point, all I had really done, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd done the podcast and I had, mm-hmm. had hosted the wrestling, but like, there was so much more, well, really to comedy. Yep. Uh, that I never, like, my brain works differently now. Yeah. Because of, hey, if we do this, this would be funny, and then let's do this. And and you would have this perspective of, well, here, here's this and this don't necessarily go together, or we don't need to do this and this if this works. Yeah. Like, just, just a way of looking at putting something together and, like, how much, like, this much funny is enough. Yeah. Let, you, you don't want to overload. You don't want to. There, there, and also that there are different kinds of humor. Yes. That don't necessarily mix right together. Like one of the earliest things was when we did the very first game show <laughs> at the red light. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out the music to play beforehand. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I've got like Weird Al in the car, and you're like, yeah. That's not no, no. It doesn't set a mood. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't thinking in that way. All I was thinking is. Oh well, this is funny and nerdy, and people like it. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking about it versus what we were actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think music is a really great way to set a stage, like not just in performance, but if you're like people talk about like like uh, I think everybody has like a sexy Spotify playlist. Like everybody's got one. It's like I'm gonna set the mood. Oh sure, sure, like, yes. Everybody has one. It's, it, it's probably not public. No. But well, I. Under uh, code names, <laughs> so like I have because I and then I have to try to remember what the code names are because I don't want people to know that it's like my bang playlist. Is it comes up in the it'll like come up in the sidebar and then you're just like ah. So oh, I actually bring John Carr's story about that. Um, he made a it's my favorite Spotify story, but he made a um, a shared playlist where anybody could join called John's Fuck Playlist, and it got so good. Like it was just like Motown Philly. It was everything, it was just like people trying to out-troll each other. Right, right, and right. I, I think it disappeared at some point. I think he just like got rid of it, but I was like, I love this. I love that you're like, yeah, everybody, hop on. We, we all know what this is. Yes, yes, we all know what this is, but you, he would never, because the songs were so bad for that mood that I, I don't think he'd ever actually play it. But just the idea that it's like, no, we all do this. Everybody does this. Let's talk about either let's talk about actual songs or let's talk about the worst possible things to put on that playlist. Right, stuff that's like way too on the nose. Yeah, or like just the Hamilton full soundtrack, like the full, <laughs> and then people are just rapping while we're going at it, and it's a problem. Um, so yeah, and like I sometimes make new ones too, like depending on my. Because I had one that was like a faster one. And I'm like, oh, that's very specific. And then I'm like, oh, the slower ones work a little better. Now we're getting into some real territory. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, setting mood is super important. Um, 
I, uh, I like to make sure that things are going to work um, tech-wise uh, because you never know, and it also speeds things up if you have a lot of tech cues and you haven't rehearsed any of those. You could be waiting for them to happen. Well, and that's the thing is there was the preparation mm-hmm. was a huge part uh, of, yes. of uh, what we got. I mean, you, you're making lists of, okay, here, because in my head... I'm just picturing the final product. Yeah. And the steps from this is a neat idea to us being up on stage doing a thing. Yeah. My at the time my brain wasn't conditioned to to work on. Oh wow, yeah, no. No, not at all. Because it's not you don't realize what goes into it unless you had so much experience with that. Yeah. That you're like, hey, maybe instead of assuming that I found thing, a box cutter. Oh my god! Okay, sorry. Yeah. This is the second best thing that's happened today. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But go ahead. Um, but no. But just just have like thinking about those steps and thinking about like, hey, let's not assume that this is going to go right and yeah. actually test it out a few times and and try and take a look and see how it plays and like even if we even if it's just you and me on the phone, yeah. saying, hey, does this sound funny? You know, mm-hmm. just that amount of preparation. It, yeah. It's just, it, it was, it was a great learning experience. Something I really learned from the Sexiflex is different people are going to find different things funny. And so yeah. I feel like it took, um, like, Pete, Pete and I have a very different sense of humor. And there's stuff that he finds endlessly funny that I'm like, I don't get it. And the same with me. They're like, they're, they're very, like, reference droppy stuff. He's just like, I don't know, man. And so, like, it's taken us years to find that. Like, how do we convince each other that this thing works? And you like it's, it's all out of respect because like we've done enough shows together to see like wow your thing is fucking really funny and like we you know have that respect for each other We're like oh yeah that, that totally works I just don't know it because I don't know that thing that you're going for and you need to walk me through it and I think like coming at it from like a point of respect is always really important of like okay I want to help you make your thing work you know yeah yeah well and that was that was the same thing that that I think made the game show so successful was that you and I have very different sensibilities. Yeah. And I think for the most part when we hit on something that both of us thought was really funny. Yeah. That was gonna be the thing that like I would start over here, you'd start over here, and then we'd sort of find something in the middle and that would be the thing that kind of appealed to everyone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like you kinda you you try to like get a pop, like you want you want stuff to work, and sometimes you can have a great joke, the timing is off, or or people don't hear you say it. Like can that I can be a thing too. Put things in things. Oh yeah, there's let's gotta see be something. Out. I can yeah, I'm, I'm so help with. Like I feel like scattered. I'm interrogating you. Know what? While oh, you're how about you build some boxes? Okay, I can do that. Enough. So just put like a so just like open it and then put a seam at the bottom, and then that's the box graveyard over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been assembling boxes all day. Yeah. Um, um, and let's see, I guess we'll see how much tape we have, too, because I have a friend coming around one who is, uh, she's going to do a Lowe's run for me. We're not sponsored by Lowe's. But we do like Lowe's. But we prefer them to Home Depot. They're there, yeah. We're, um, hopefully we've got an hour's worth of tape, at least, mm-hmm. for that yeah. magic. Um, so that was awesome. We did that. We had uh, awesome shows, but we haven't. Uh, I absolutely one hundred percent understood your uh, your time to move on. Yeah. And you did. But what have you been doing since? Yeah, like what, 
man. Aside, I mean, aside from completely changing your whole entire life in a dramatic and sudden fashion. You know what's so funny was that the day that everything sort of fell apart was the last day of Dragon Con. That was like, that was, yeah. Cause this, this past yeah, one. This past Dragon Con was like, uh, we, um, I'm and you, you know, I mean, you don't have to get Oh, no, I'm. So I have a problem where I'm very vulnerable and I just tell shit sometimes. Um, but we, you know, for a while, like just where they were and we need to have a conversation about it. And, um, like we, 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 like he had sort of broached the subject during Dragon Con. And I remember saying, can we just please wait till after Dragon Con? And so we did, like we, it was the last day of Dragon Con and I had like done my, my favorite thing, which is Monday last minute shopping, because I was yeah. trying to get rid of shit and you get great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, that's my that's my ritual. That's very grounding. I did that. Came back, made dinner. We had a conversation, and it was like very, very difficult, but very necessary. And it was like what started everything rolling. So, um, so yeah, like that's that's the weirdest thing. It was like we I did a show the night before that he was a part of. He crushed. Um, I was really proud of the show. It was a tag team karaoke show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was like, what was feeling of like, uh, well, we know this thing's about to happen, but can we just still do this show together? Because you'd be great at it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and you, got, you guys did yeah. a couple of things. After yeah, that. so you can do like are, on this side too. We are down to Okay. So you can just give, I just do like a little doop doop. Yeah, yeah. A little tea. A little reinforcement. Side. Yeah, a little rim reinforcement. Yes. You don't want anything. A little rim Busting out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird because I'm like, I always know the day because it was Labor Day. It was like the day, the last Sunday. Right, right. Um, but yeah, since then, wow. So what have I been doing since then? So yeah, I did that tag team karaoke show, um, which was so super fun. I was really proud of that format. It was kind of a cluster fun because I definitely needed somebody helping me like run the playlist I need it, and I was trying to keep it like on the fly like okay whoever shows up let's get them in the song right well because, I remember you even telling yeah. me like hey if, if you're around show up and do yeah. this thing yeah like, you're you're very yeah. sort of open yeah because I had like a little holding area and so I'd like look back and see who was in the holding area and then be like oh this person's up next right and so they didn't know who I was going to call which is sort of like kind of shitty so I was like if I was going to do it again I'd be like you know like uh, five minutes before I'd be like here's the set list here's who's going just right. come out two songs before come out the song before so but, I can but see did it work though because it almost seems like it would be kind of fun to have that oh it was great just just get out here it was great and so it was uh, it was partnering we're putting sort of all the big ones together great right? for sure sure right. yeah um, it was partnering con celebrities uh, with audience members to do a karaoke song um and it's like they wasn't the duet it was one per- while one person does it the other person has to do a shitty activity so like i had there was one that i got stuck. it was a lot of like you have to catch this many balls or you have to like go around and give a bunch of high fives and so that was the great one because people were just fucking winded um or find as many like there are these tiny creatures i'd hidden throughout uh, throughout the room, and they like find as many tiny creatures as possible. This one I got a lot of shit for, and it was I wanted somebody. To, I had this like baby birthday puzzle. Then I was like, we have to build this. So you have to build this birthday puzzle in the time. Um, to you have to build this within like the allotted amount of time of the song. 
And they had such a hard time with it. And then, like, we were up in a hotel room later on, and there were four of us from the show. And they're like, see, it fucking takes forever. It took at least 10 minutes. Like, we timed it so they could make fun of me. It was great. And I still have it. I think I finally gave away that puzzle because I was like, it's too hard. If I ever do this show again, it's too hard. It sounds, it sounds like I am. Probably going to come back and drag and do it again. Uh, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Uh, we so we did a different game show yeah. last year that you you and Aaron were there for a little bit. Yeah, right? big game game show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I felt like we we basically sort of took everything that we had learned over the past several years yeah. and, and sort of put it all together. There was some production value, my God. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. this year we are not doing anything. It's so hard. It's, Take a break. Well, here's here's what what happens. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Drama. Sean quit. Oh, fuck. Uh, so and and look. I was joking about drama. I didn't realize it was actual drama. It's well, it's not really drama. He's okay. he's got other stuff that he wants to pursue, and like you said, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of it's work. It's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of people wrangling, which yeah. is my least favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Uh. And so Oz and I talked, and Oz and I are still a unit. We're still working on things, but we decided that this year we're we're taking off. So Saturday night, we're just gonna see what's out there. You just gonna are you gonna go to that party in somebody that we thought was in a room and turn out to be in somebody's hotel room? We're gonna go back to the Marriott Five (laughs) Hundred (laughs) Eight. I just love that because it was like five E is showing up in costumes. Like, hey, is this a party? 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 Is this a yeah, Oz and I actually actually just talked yesterday and kind of determined, like, yeah. you know what, we need to regroup. Because uh, yeah. I can't, right now, I don't have it in me to build a new relationship that is based on, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun together, yeah. but I need you to work really hard for no money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you do it because it's fun. And- right. And, and like, I'm, we, you know, we talked about it. We're, yeah. we're, we'll find... Somebody will figure out something to do, but right now, it's, it's regrouping time. Yeah. And one thing I love about Oz, I think it's also, when you're doing something for no money, it turns into what's motivating you to do it. Like, if you're doing something for no money, you're doing something that's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, Which it, we loved it. Yeah. But it was for sure a pain in the ass. Yeah. And which, like, a part of my my old job, like, producing, writing and producing um, promos and commercials, if I knew something was going to be, like, anything can seem fine at first, and then it turns into a pain in the ass, I would always try to make sure there was something I was excited about. Yes. And um, something I would add in to keep myself sane. And so that would be like, well, today we're going to break the table. Today we're going to, like, hang out with space buddies. Today, uh, we're going to get in an old limo. Like, it was just something that seemed fun. Right. So even if the spot blew, there was something very exciting about it. And so I think, like, Oz, Oz is like, he's so motivated by, like, how cool something can be that he builds. Like, he built that 
the iron bone, like it was this iron throne of dicks, and it's like, I love that thing so much, and I love that picture, I have a picture of myself as sexy George R. R. Martin in that thing, and I fucking love it, it's like, it's, I just love how driven he was, yeah, he just, well, like, make something, he's like, oh, I have the mental energy to do this, he, well, he gets inspired, yeah, and it's going to happen, yeah, yeah. Just just like with the big Plinko thing last year, he'd been wanting to do that for years. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're just going to do this now. And it's like, okay. Like, some people just have that brilliant drive. Like, everybody has something in them that goes, like, I want to do this. You don't know what you want or how it's going to happen, but everybody has, like, when it comes to doing, yeah. triggered by yeah. a good way. Yeah, like, when it comes to creative stuff, like, there's something that's going to drive you to to do it. And it's different for everybody. Um, like I actually, I realized that I have lots of songs. <laughs> really? I realized I have lots of songs that I've made in the past couple years. And I'm like, oh, that wouldn't have existed if I wasn't just like, I want to, I just want to record with Brent again or, um, or just have this idea. Like, there's always just stuff that pops up that you go like, oh yeah, that's that's what I want to do, and that's why I want to do it. Um, what is what what's going on with? Because I absolutely love Summoner Four. Oh man, you're the only person. How is that possible? I don't know. Some people know what it is, or like it's, but that's like a very very classic example of like that is a really stupid thing that I do because it's my sense of humor, which is like, um, I'm a, I, I love music. But, like, music nerds and comedy nerds don't always mix. And so it's a music nerd, comedy nerd, theme song nerd overlap. And so I think it's extremely funny to make a uh, Pitchfork-ready song version cover that's very sincere of a um, of a theme song. I Yes, and I love it. Yeah. It's great. I don't understand how that wouldn't play, but I yeah, guess that's it's how... It's just different for everybody, you know, yeah. so... Like, so for me, I think it's like, I think it's so stupid and so funny, but I don't expect anybody else to get it, and that's kind of where I am with it, is like, I love it, I just actually recorded something else with him that will be out soon, it's, it's more me than it is Summoner 4, but it could be categorized as Summoner 4, and I won't say any more about it. Okay, okay, but, um, that's fair. But it will, I will put it up on its own. That, that will actually be my, uh, my, my biggest... Well, not my biggest regret. I, I will always be disappointed that I was never, we were never able to schedule it to do a live talk show thing with well, you. I don't, I, I asked, um, so Brent, but has been recording my voice for years, um, both musically and then for uh, Toonami, which I'm really, really depressed that he's not going to be recording me anymore. Because I have to move. And right. so I can't, like, we had so many times that we would just catch up over the mic. Because it's always that, like, yeah. getting comfortable with something. Like, I'm here, checking in. How you doing? How you doing? And we had so many, like, very important life conversations on mic. Maybe he recorded some. I don't know. <laughs> he might have a whole podcast that you're not even aware of. He probably does. But he's, um, I adore him. And I'm going to miss him so much because of just how special that was. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, like, actually, that was one of the hardest things for me. was, like, oh, I won't have Brett anymore to... Just like kind of keep me sane and you know, help me when I was trying to like work something out or whatever. Like he's he's a, a really brilliant recorder, recordist. I don't know what do you call 
but he's a brilliant audio engineer and composer. Um, well, and that's a whole relationship yeah. that you that you worked on and cultivated and it grew like organically because of something you guys were doing. Yeah. That that yeah, that's gotta yeah. be tough. It's really tough. Like that when I think about it I get I get mega sad. Sure. Um, man, I'm trying to figure out how to put this instant pot in a box, Dave. I can help you out with that. Let me let me get yeah. one more good masking tape. Oh yeah, if you're good at tape fitting, fitting things and things. Let me get one more good tape. I like this this great box mountain we've done. I gotta get a picture of it actually. You, you tell me to make a box junkyard and and I'm gonna did. comply. Okay. Oh my god, I'll even get okay. There's Dave, sell me today, and look we're recording a podcast while we build boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's see if it fits into this thing. 
Okay. You know, somebody who offered to help me unpack, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't even know how I packed. Um, so I'm trying to pack consciously. I think that worked out really well. It did. We did it. Oh my god. Congratulations, instant So pop. now, uh, well, I'm not even wondering if I need the double box, but I feel like it's a good idea. Just. I mean, it's already done. It's already done. Just gotta seal it. Yeah. Seal with a kiss. Out. We get one more nice masking yeah. tape rip on there. So, uh, mm-hmm. some music is still on the way. Music still on the way, which is exciting. I like to hear that. I do like my average is like one new song every two years. That's pretty. That's not bad. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, it's not quite Prince level, but yeah, you know, it's, it's okay. It's just sort of like I I'm not in. I don't consider myself to be an amazing composer or vocalist. So like I. Um, I like uh, playing with the fact that I'm aware of my limitations. <laughs> um, actually, there was a Lasexaflex song called Squirrels that we recorded, and I hated, I hate like how my voice sounds in one chunk of it, so I, just, I, I never want to release it. Well, you did it. We did, you it, did live. it live yeah. at the show, right? Yeah, I did it live, so I thought about just releasing part of it because it's like, okay, it's been, and we recorded it in 2012. So that's seven years for somebody to lose it on a hard drive. So my advice, everybody, is like if you're working on a project, finish it out. Get your backing track. Get everything you're, you think you're going to need. Fuck, I forgot the cord. That's okay. We're just going to put this where oh, I know man. this goes somewhere. You know, oh, no, the cat toys are already sealed up. That's fine. I haven't really packed much kitchen stuff, so I just know this is a kitchen item. Yes. I'm going to put it with the kitchen items. Yeah. Way, oh, no. Sounds like a good plan. And you'll find the cord. Well, no, because the Instant Pot, that's a pretty frequent usage thing. Yep. So you'll you'll be into that. I'll be into that. Like, I think I'm just going to put it with my Vitamix. I have an Instant Pot. I have a Vitamix. I have a Yeti microphone. I have a mixer. You've got literally every modern convenience. Yeah. What is... We know of. I don't mean to, like, mess with your mic, but I I need to remember what it is that I bought here. I bought a handheld recording and podcasting mic. It's a USB XLR dynamic mic with accessories. I don't even know why I bought this. I just have it. I think I bought it for, you know what? I was going to do a karaoke, because I have this app called Carathon. I was going to do a karaoke night for my friend Zoe's birthday, and I bought that for it. And we never, we, one, I'm not doing it, but now I have this microphone that I need to figure out. That's, that, you just summed up life. Yeah. Really? Like, well, I bought it for the experience of maybe doing this thing, and then I was just like, no, there's already too much shit, dummy. Like, don't. Don't like, oh, we're having this amazing dinner party with a gift exchange. Why don't I do karaoke? Like, no, you don't need to do that. It's fine. And you know what? That was another good thing that I learned, though, was don't do too much. Yeah. There, there are plenty of good ideas, but you don't have to do them all at once. No, you can kind of like pace out your ideas. If your idea is like a little bit of a delayed orgasm, it's fine. So. It's okay. You've, uh, you've also been, it seems like since... Uh, September, October ish. Yeah. Performing uh, a lot. Yeah. Like you've really been working. Well, I don't, um, yeah, I've been like, I think I've also, I'm not necessarily the best about self promotion. Right. And I realize it's a very LA thing now, is so that you have to be like, I'm doing stuff. So uh, I have been just recording voiceover for Toonami, um, which is my actual money voiceover, um, and Dark Ages show. Or it's Dark Ages, but please listen to the Dark Ages podcast. Um, this listed as Dark Ages, which is the best. I love it so much. I play is character this, Malison. Is 
this a, a strange triangular? It's, yeah, I think box? I, I saved it as like an insert to pack art. I actually have to go back to William Street to get some art. So uh, I saved it for art we'll, packing. We'll set this. Yeah. This um, is yeah, let's let's pack up my Vitamix while I'm thinking about it. Okay. We have all these boxes now, anyways, and closed. Um, let's see what's gonna handle this heavy ass thing. What is so oh, maybe that's small, like, like that's a true thing. Yeah, this is yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, this seems good. Do you want to wrap that up in some stuff? Yes. I think that's a good idea. Uh, so yeah, you've been performing a ton, at, at, not just at Dad's Garage though, but like you've been quite a few places in Atlanta. Yeah. Doing different things. Did what a is sort of selfless sex effect show at the Village Theater? I know, and I wish I. I wish we had. Yeah. Like we kind of, for some reason, we were like, let's do it stealth. And that was a terrible idea because people didn't get to see it. So. <laughs> oh no! I just, I just like drop this. Um. Well, hope you still work when you get to LA. Um. Uh. Vitamix. Um. But yeah, there's fortunately there's plenty of like video and stuff taken there, yes. which I find is the worst thing about doing anything is trying to remember to tell people like, yes. hey, could you record this or get I, some pictures? Because I'm up there and I, I can't do yes, it. Yes, I asked about four or five people and I knew that I would get at least one. So right, 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 right. That's what you have to do. That's how we do it in the biz. Um. So I had some really wonderful people record it. Uh, I will actually say them by name. So um, I asked uh, Meg and Steeson, who's done my headshots, and she's she shot me for this project called Glitter Bits. She's a really brilliant um, photographer. But I have oh take little pictures. little fish. Yeah, little photo. She's so I met her at Dad's yeah. at uh, Black Nerd. She's, she was so nice. She is a brilliant um, photographer and improviser, and she's. I don't know, like, I'm sad to leave her. I really adore her. Sure. And she's one of those people that will kind of, like, uh, as far as, like, photos, like, she'll kind of bring something out of you that you didn't know was there, which is what you always want, anyway. Um, so I was really, really happy to uh, have her shoot it, and, man, this won't fit well. That's fine. Do you need a, a bigger one? A bigger box? Yeah. I'm going to leave it at this just because it, it's got that heavy base in it. Uh, yeah. I don't, want, I don't want the base breaking. God damn it. i got to like separate tabs. What are you talking about? Well, that's when you get the best quality boxes. Yeah. Would you mind stealing this work. and just putting it on the ground yeah. and I'll label it? No problem. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, Meg did photos. Uh, Matt Brohammer, my cat sitter and friend, um, shot some great stuff. Uh, Drew's partner, Ian, shot some great stuff. Um, Sam Severin, uh, who I don't think I'd ever seen us live, was a really wonderful uh, stand-up comic. She shot it and like bought a t-shirt from us in the parking lot afterwards. She's, That's the best way to get a t-shirt. Yes, like well, with the witness. So I'm going to say this: if you are doing a free show, free, how you're making money to try to reimburse for that all you spent on stuffed animals is merch. Right. So, um, the village would not let us sell merch inside. I'm putting our spent yeah. tape over here, Great. so I'll stop picking it up and trying to use it. That's fine. Um, and so, I was like, well, I'm just going to sell it in the parking lot. Cause, sure. But then it's like so far away that people don't know. And so that yeah. was like, that was a bit of a bummer, but it's also that it's like, it's like 
what we're doing in music, we're, it's music culture versus theater culture. Like theater culture doesn't deal with merch, merch or traveling musicians or any of that. So it's like, uh, like etiquette wise, it would have been great if we could have done it, but I understand the policy. So that was a bit of a bummer, but then it was also nice to be like, well, fuck it, let's sell, let's sell it in the parking lot. And so like people came out, we had a nice little. It was almost like a rummage sale. People were just like digging through this bin I had and like trying on shirts and finding hankies and looking at buttons. And I was like, yeah, this feels pretty cool. Plenty of sex, yes. uh, like sexoflex buttons. Well, I have, I have there, right? like four orders um, that people did with me over Instagram, but nobody's picked them up yet. So I don't, and now I'm kind of like, well, they're just going to go back into the ether. Yeah. Well, um, or get sold to people in LA. Because you think about um, Oh. All right, your Vegemax is. My Vegemax. You can just set it on the ground and I'll label it. Right. I think this is sort of my, my yeah my sort of unlabeled box area. So I need a small box for this Vegemax. Because <laughs> you need just a smallish whatever can fit this. I can probably put something else in there. That is just not the right size for any of these boxes. Oh, you may, you, may, you may have to leave it behind. I know. If you give me like a. Um, I can always put more stuff in. This is so lightweight. Oh, that is? Yeah, this is pretty lightweight, so I can just put other lights in there. Can you put other stuff in there with this here? I'll get you some more bubble wrap. Yes, sir. Thank you. Wow. It's moving. I'm sure going to cloud all the stuff of us just being like, okay. I'm absolutely not cutting anything. Oh, no. Because... I love the novelty of this episode and yeah. literally being packing with Dana. Well, it's, I'd say this, like, this has been the hardest, oh, I've been through some shit in my life. Um, so I, uh, I, I've had three really hard years in my life that I look back on. Um, the year I had brain surgery, I had a brain tumor, I had brain tumor, I still have brain tumor, so I feel like that's, I'm like, oh, the year that the surgery happened was the hardest. Right, right. Um, the year my dad died, which I was a teen. And then, um, and then this experience of getting divorced, selling a condo, losing my job, my main job, it's like not being able to, oh, this, not being able to keep my same right, job. Right, right, right. Because I want to move and be in a new city. Um, it, like, there's a lot kind of going on all at once. And then trying to like find a place to live and have a new life and all that. It's, it's been exhausting and I am waking up at odd times and I'm panicking and it's like, there's a lot of screen crying this year that I didn't expect. So, I mean, like, I'm a very raw, like, emotionally raw person, and I like to, I don't like to pussyfoot around what's actually happening, but this has been really fucking tough. Uh, well, no, dude, yeah. I can't even imagine, because you're doing everything, you know, they give you that little cutesy stress list of, here are the most stressful yeah. events in your life, and you're doing, you're, you're, uh, going through a divorce, changing jobs, and moving, which is, like, top three. Yeah. All at once. Yeah. It, it, uh, just don't have a kid because that's number four. I know. Yeah. Like that's, unless you just like, well, let's just see what oh, can I endure. Yeah, it's been so stressful. Um, and there's you know there's people that have really stepped up. I think like for any stressful situation you're going through. Do you need to have, hand me things? Um, I think I can get it. For any yeah. okay. stressful you're going through, you're going to have people that step up, but you also have people that just disappear. And that was the same from. The other two, like, really horrible years of my life of, you have people that show up and step up in their own way, and then you have people that just don't know how to deal with it, and they hide. Well, and but you also have people that, yes, don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. 
and also people that may be like have their own low-key, like, simmering horrors going yes. on. And Absolutely. are like, you know what? I, I just yeah. can't. I have, um, Because I've, I've definitely been that guy before and yeah. felt terrible about it. Yep, I have, um, I definitely have, you have a friend who lost a parent this year and I try to be there for him. Um, and I have... Uh, a friend who went through a really terrible breakup, but like it was just a thing I didn't want. I didn't want to. I didn't want us to like set each other off. So we've, I, I haven't been. I feel like I haven't been there for her as much as I wanted to. Do you have glass things that need to be rid of? Lots of glass. I'm trying to put all the plastic together because it won't. Okay. Um, these are all plasticky, so I just made a little bubble wrap for that. Anything plasticky just goes in here. Look at all these measuring cups, Dave. I mean, I would imagine you're somebody who does a lot of measuring. I love measuring. I have this at a scale. Like, I love it. I love it so much. I mean, singing, singing comedy, and measuring. Measuring. Well, my um, my grandmother, and that's one of the things I had to, like, Marie Kondo, where I, she had all these fucking awesome vintage measuring cups. That is kind of awesome. And I have one that's still up there, um, but, like, I I just kept a couple of hers that, like, really meant something to me or I thought were really cool, but I realized that I've, like, adopted that. So now I have lots of, like, really cool measuring cups. You know what you need? You need a meniscus tattoo. Ooh, yeah? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that'll be your first L.A. move. Yeah. Find a trustworthy uh, L.A. tattoo shop mm-hmm. for that. I won't. Um, ooh, okay, so I have this. Yeah. I got um, an AeroPress. Um, Is that a coffee device? Yeah, my friend Ned got me AeroPress. Thing to accept. Yeah, so this is also a moving thing. It's like, I'm kind of, I don't know where I'm going to be living. <laughs> right, well that's, I was a little surprised to hear that when I got over here. I can't yeah. remember if that was before or after we started recording. Yeah, that's a, so that's an LA thing that's really fun. Like I, um, I went to go look for places in February, spent about four straight days just looking and going, it feels like you are, you can appreciate this as a Doctor Who fan, it feels like you are going into different dimensions and looking for something or someone like you're looking for river song and she's not there and she's not there and she's not there and that's what it felt like was like i'm going to all these different dimensions and i'm not finding the person that i am but i'm getting these little clues that are telling me where to go so i feel like i'm like closing in on it but i couldn't find i couldn't find the person i was looking for and the person is a place the person is yeah yeah um just to continue that metaphor but i um I just kind of like jokingly started something on Instagram called House Humpters that was like, I wasn't really showing the places I was going in, but I'd talk about them or I'd be like, well, I'll just go to people I know as houses and be like, look, I found a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, I don't know what else to call this. So House Humpters, I'm still kind of playing with on Instagram as like a little ser- a little, a little Instagram story series, if you will. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, like LA is a very, very hard market to find a place. It's really competitive. You have to go there with basically cash in hand and say, I want this and plunk it down. 
here's my credit score, here's my application, here's everything about me. Oh, gosh. Here's my job I have. Maybe you don't have a job. Right, yeah, that seems right. like the other hurdle. Yeah, like there was somebody that was like, oh, tell me your rental history. And I was like, I've been paying a mortgage for 10 years. So can I just give you my mortgage statement? Right, shouldn't that be... Yeah, like I'm my own fucking landlord. Like what do I do? So like there's all this stuff that is translating from like Atlanta culture, which I think is very much like a lot of people in your own homes, which is super cool. I'm very grateful that I got to do that. I hate selling this home, so I'm also not grateful. I wish I just yeah. rented. Um, but, uh, but I'll also be really happy when I get that check. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but it's just a different culture. It's a totally different culture of like finding a place to live. And everybody has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion about it. And so like you kind of just have to take it all with a grain of salt and go like, well, what's going to work for me? Like I know that I like quiet, which is really hard to find. Mm -hmm. And I need something where that's cat friendly. And some places charge what's called pet rent. It's an Atlanta thing that started too, which is like, how many animals do you have? Great. That'll be anywhere from like, Thirty-five to fifty dollars to hundred dollars per animal a month. Oh my god! Which is like per animal. Per animal. What kind of? What is? So then you're like, well, do I cut the number of cat? Like, do I say that I have one? Do I say that? I well, can't? you can't because you never know. Who's gonna come in? Like, what? How? Yeah. How could? How could you? I per. This is me. I could not live day by day, waking up every morning thinking, what if they find out today? <laughs> what if they find out the puppy's here? Right. Oh my god! What if they find out like, your corridors there? Oh my god! packing with Dana for about an hour. Yeah. And I think we need we need a big go home. Yeah. To to well this this story is going to be an ongoing adventure. This really is and I think that this is the real shit right now. Like I'm in the shit. This is You uh, are you really really are. Yeah, this is like uh I think I, again my brand is very raw. I will tell people like it is. I just this is the hardest thing and I'm, I'm sort of resorting to a lot of bad habits because of it. Because I'm just like, I don't know what else to do. Sure. So I definitely, like, I um, I wish I were doing more therapy. But that's this right now. So this is what you get, people. Um, but this is a very honest, real conversation with Dave. So I'm happy to do it. Um, and this is actually kind of great to be an activity. And that brings up things to talk about. Oh, here's my work badge. I saw that. Cool? Oh my gosh! Look, look at, at that picture. They're like oh my gosh! Little pinpoints because it's just so faded. Like this has definitely fallen in a toilet a couple times. Sure. And been washed. I uh, backed away. Yeah, I as, used to as have. Stated that. Yeah, I used to have a um, like a gym membership taped to the back of it that like got so gross that it fell off. Like this is an old thing that was on my person for years. Well, I think. Uh, you are going to be awesome. Thank I you. I am not. I, I am. I feel very strongly about the amount of stress you're going through right oh now. Oh my I'm, god! I'm so happy I, you're here. I, I need it. Hate that for you. Yeah. But I'm not worried about you at all. Thank you. Uh, that always makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. You well, I I think so, and I and I'll tell you this to to wrap this thing up. Yes. You you are one of those. Uh, you know, you meet a, a few people in your life that have an impact on you. Oh, no. That like, oh yeah, yeah. No. That change who you are. Oh, Dave. And as a performer, uh, as a human being, and 
you know, before I met you, I was I was a little a little kind of a harsher person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't as understanding. Uh, and knowing you and your perspectives on things and, and how you feel about people, how you feel about the world, and what a kind, gentle person you are, uh, you you changed me. You you have changed who I am as a person. You're you're just you're one of the most impactful people in my life. Oh, we need to hug. You really are. We need you. to hug, buddy. We're hugging. We're hugging. We are hugging. Audience. I'm crying and we're hugging. That's what you're missing you, from this visual. You really do mean so much to me, though. I miss you so much. And you're gonna be awesome. I just, um, I just, uh, like, I watched that uh, Lemay suit that I wore for a workout video. <laughs> And it had like it had stains. It had like marks where you could see where I did squats. Like it was so weak that it was like <laughs> like Lemay had just like worn off like on my butt. Like the butt was just gone. <laughs> so I am recycling it. I'm gonna take it to textiles recycling, or I may ask you to do that as a nice end. sure, sure. So that is that is a what's up. But thanks everybody, and thanks Dave. Do I need to plug anything? Yeah, I don't know, do you? What do you got? Where can we find you online? I'm gonna plug Dark Ages Show, uh, which I already plugged, but I love them. And because I, I think like people know Tsunami is watch Tsunami every Saturday, but I think what really needs the love is this just brilliant podcast that uh, my friends Brandon and Liz make that's done here. And Brandon just moved to Seattle, so it's all getting. And I'm moving to LA, so it's all getting crazy. But um, we're trying to schedule it and work it out and uh, make sure that I can record and have them direct me and. Make it all work. So, um, yeah, it's it's a really lovely um, D and D. It feels like this was like born out of a D and D group I was in in some ways. So yeah. it was. Uh, it's a um, workplace fantasy comedy podcast. So it's sort of like The Office um, meets I don't know, like uh, like The Office meets Dungeons and Dragons, and it's, everybody it's meets a, each other. It's really fun. Thematically, it's a little. Or maybe setting wise, it's a yeah. little Game of Thronesy in my yeah. head. It is a little Game of Thronesy, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, I love that podcast so much. Um, I have a song coming out. I'll put it out in the world. I'm uh, at Dana Swan Swan on Instagram and Twitter. That's where you can figure out what the hell it is that I'm doing. I will probably have a website soon, and I'll probably have I have a podcast that I'm working on out in LA that I can't talk about, but I will. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, thanks for having us over. To help you pack. Yeah, this is great. I'm not going to lie. This is fucking awesome. (laughs) Always ask for help. (laughs) All right. On the count of three, I want everybody listening uh, to all say at the same time, uh, good luck, Dana. And and we're all listening to this at exactly the same time. I'm listening to it again right now. So this will totally work. All right. So on one, two, three... Good luck, Dana! All right, I'm sure she'll feel that out in L.A., which, by the way, this episode is posting uh, as she is flying to L.A. Oh, my little Dana. She's going to be a superstar. I know she is. All right, so uh, to get back on track before I start crying again, uh, Needless Things Podcast every single Friday at NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Also available on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever, everywhere. It's Google. Google is everything now. You don't even have to know anything about anything. You just Google it and it's, oh, well, there's the thing. Needless Things Podcast, Google, boom, there it is. 
Needless Things Podcast, Life Sexoflex, Episode 3. Pulls right up. You should go back and listen to that, by the way, as well as Episode 100, which is a more in-depth interview uh, about the life of our pal Dana. Uh, let's see, next week, it is the return of the Needless Commentary. We are on the road to WrestleMania, so we have, once again, a wrestling-adjacent uh, movie that we are going to be enjoying, and it's one that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it's a movie I genuinely like. Uh, should I tell you? Should I Should I go ahead? I guess I should go ahead and tell you, that way you can order it from Amazon or wherever and have it. Hunt to Kill, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. Unless uh, the guys talk me into watching something else. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be Hunt to Kill, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.